I think the core, in, in, including Ramon Liriano, that they have, you know, lived up to, to what they're supposed to be. Now, the pieces necessary around them, you know, we can get to that and then get over, getting over the playoff hump, that's something else. Mm -hmm. um, but I think these players are, you know, sort of what we thought they would be. And I think they have more in them as they, you know, progress and, and go through the ebbs and flows of the season. But I, I think they have done an excellent job of staying the course and, and, and turning to the players and the stars in this league that are needed. Now, let's see if the A's can keep them. That's a, that's, a, that's a different story. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Straight A's. Today, I'm joined by Julian McWilliams, who covers the Boston Red Sox for the Boston Globe. We sat down for a conversation on Saturday ahead of the upcoming series at Fenway. We discussed the similar A's and Red Sox seasons, Matt Olson and Matt Chapman's growth from when he covered the A's, and Ramon Laureano's confidence. With that, here's Julian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Straight A's. I am joined by Julian McWilliams, who is the Boston Red Sox beat writer for the Boston Globe. Thank you for joining, Julian. Thanks for having me, Shana. Appreciate it. Anytime. It's been, it's been a while. I saw you, I think the last time I saw you was 2020 in February during spring training. Right before the shutdown, right? Yeah. I yeah, remember I was... we were at a, a restaurant with all the A's folks and I think like the NBA all-star game was on. That's like my vivid, my most vivid yep. memory of what was happening then. Yep. And the only reason I was out there is because Mookie and David oh, yeah. had just gotten traded. So like, I was like, stalking them for a week oh yeah okay that was um it was like the one of the last times that life was normal too it was <laughs> that was like one of the last gatherings i had with a lot of people at a restaurant i know right and i think about them like jesus like was like were we like unknowingly passing covid at that time and just like <laughs> I, I think about that all the time <laughs> like i remember going to like to a restaurant also in scottsdale on like march 11th or something and I was like I'll be fine and then in yeah. the middle of the dinner I was just like oh my god wait a minute what if that person like I had a I had an epiphany or a realization that I was just putting myself in danger and that's when I realized like wait a minute <laughs> I gotta relax yeah. this is real yeah I was spring training in Florida I went to like a like the day before the day I think it was the day it shut down I went to like a bar and like the guy made my drink and he was like oh, I don't know how I feel about this now like is this <laughs> Like, what are we doing? It does like, and you know, in Florida, they don't care. Like, right, just, right. This doesn't exist. Right. Like, Texas and Florida, like, those are the two places. Like, they don't care about masks, none of that. So, um, yep. that was, like, pre-mask. Like, I remember I was, like, wearing the gloves before the mask. I, like, I don't even, I don't, like, we, nobody knew what this thing was. I know. Like, I thought that, like, putting hand sanitizer on was going to stop it. I was like, got to wash my hands. That's the only way. I was like, I, that, that, was, that was the extent of it. Me and Martin talk about, like, yo, my hands were, like, chafing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm good. I washed my hands. That's exactly what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, that was, a la that was actually the last time I saw any of the A's people, I think. Like, it's mm -hmm. been because we didn't travel after that. Yeah. I'm only traveling, I think, locally right now. So, I'm getting, it's like, the second vaccine. So, like, placed regionally, I guess. Like, so, like, oh, nice. Baltimore um philly new york um but then once i get the second vaccine second vaccine i'll be able to like go on other trips but until then like mm. I'm, I'm not trying to get on the plane i don't think so you're so, taking amtrak i mean that's the beauty of the no, of I'm the west of the east you're oh you're 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 driving yeah it's brutal and yeah and last night was like bad like people are like oh Yo, you're driving i'm like yeah and like Ugh. um 
Yeah, I mean, I want, okay, I'm, I guess I'm going to break some news on the Ace cast. Like, my wife is pregnant. <gasps> like a girl in... Oh, in uh, congratulations! Oh, breaking news. Breaking big stories yeah, no, on here. In October, so it's like, the doctor told us, like, she recommends we don't travel until we're vaccinated. So, like, uh, so, like, I'm trying to be cautious and drive instead of, like, taking, like, public transportation, I guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, yesterday was brutal because, like, I got up in the morning, left at like eight, and then like it was a rain delay at night. Oh God. So, I remember brutal. a situation like that though. I remember at eight, like I went, cause I'm from New York. So like, and at the time my wife was, who was then my girlfriend was living in New York. And so I went to see her. I got on the, the uh, 6 a.m. flight the next day, landed in Oakland at I think roughly like 10 or 11 a.m. I think they had like a, had to be a field by three or four, something like three o'clock. I can't remember what time. I don't remember the time clubhouses and stuff. Something up. like that. Yeah. It's like 2.30 yeah. or three. Who, who remembers? And then, the, and then like the game started on time, but then it went on into extra innings. And like, we didn't get out until like out of the press box at like 2 a.m. So it was like 5 a.m. <laughs> 5 a.m. Like Eastern time. It was, it was crazy. But that's yeah. Awful. Yeah. That's a, that's the travel stuff I don't miss, but I also do miss on some level. Yeah. 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 So, just, but yeah, so that's why I'm driving right now, but hopefully, um, it'll be worth it. I mean, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, and you're going to get fully vaccinated soon. So maybe after that, you'll be able to, uh, not drive. Yeah. I'll be able, I'll get, I'll be able to get on planes by then. Nice. So like, yo, just like, you know, be cautious, be careful. And like, she can't go anywhere. So I'm like, I kind of feel bad. It's like, uh, I, should, I probably should make that sacrifice too. So Yeah. That's where we're at. That's uh that's also the I guess the beauty of the eastern divisions is that everything is in driving distance. Travel is so much easier. Like yeah. it's, it's like that's that's the like I hate rain delays and mm-hmm. I got spoiled because we didn't have them out there. But like the travel is like I think our worst in, in our in like in like their division, I think the worst trip is like Tampa. And that's like a two yeah. two and a half three hour flight. You know, everywhere else, like, you basically, like, take Amtrak to if you wanted oh, to. So. That sounds amazing. Yeah, Oakland well, is just... Toronto's, like, Toronto's just, like, an hour flight. So, or if not, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. You're basically... You don't have to go through any other time zones. No. For no. division not play. Like, it's not like a, like, a, like a Houston... Oh, I used to hate those flights in Houston. Yeah. Or I Texas. Yeah, Texas is the worst travel destination i'm saying this i had like a half season of travel before everything shut down i'm like i hate yeah. everything um but yeah texas is terrible because you can't take we can't really take same day flights no from texas even though I, it would be it would make everything so much easier yeah. yeah and you have to go through a time zone change and you have to go there all the time <laughs> yeah and it's hot as heck and yeah. ugh. Yeah, Texas is no bueno. Obviously, Seattle's uh, like you have Seattle and, and Anaheim, which is not too far, but you can't drive there. So yeah, no time, no it's time change. Always, always like hopping on planes and stuff, and like having to make a decision, like to do something. Like I gotta get this flight. I have to do this. Like I yeah. Like there's no there's no like option of really driving, so to speak. So right, exactly. It's like okay, I have to take the six a.m. flight from Minnesota to Houston, or I'm not going to be in Houston in time. Yeah, exactly. Is terrible. But um, anyway, let's talk about the teams. Let's talk about the Sox. Um, the Red Sox and the A's 
are the first teams to reach 20 wins, <laughs> which I don't know if I expected that for the A's. Did you expect that for the Red Sox? No, not like not heading, not particularly not after last year. Like last year was yeah. just dumpster fire. Like it's, it felt like, like it was a 60 game season, but it really felt like 200. Like not, it was, mm-hmm. it was like so long. So like, and it's crazy. Like we're at like the, what is it? Like the 20, 33 game mark now. And it's like, dang, we're really 20 and 13. I think they are. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I know. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect, but granted, like JD's been, had a terrible year last year. Mm-hmm. Like the pitching sucked. I thought it was going to suck again this year, actually, but like they've gotten some surprises out of like Nick Pavetta and Garrett Richards. Mm-hmm. Like those are guys that have always had like stuff. Like Garrett Richards has always had like, like I think he has like a high spin on his curveball and they felt like they can sort of like, you know, get under the hood of it with that and just sort of, you know, get him, you know, on track to where he was. Like, I think he had like one good year, really, really good year. But, like, he was just sitting in, like, the San, in, like, the San Diego bullpen last year, like, doing nothing. Right. Um, and then Nick Pavetta, like, basically the same thing with the Phillies. Like, they traded Nick Pavetta for for Brandon Workman and Heath Hembree to the Phillies in exchange for Nick Pavetta and Connor Siebel. Um Nick Pavetta has, like, shined, like, has done really well. And then – Heath Henry and Brandon Workman like just flamed out and with the Phillies last year and just didn't add anything to their bullpen. Right. And Brandon Workman comes back this year and gets cut by the Chicago Cubs like on April 30th. Then the Red Sox signs like a minor league deal. So it's like, you know, they kind of really came up in sort of that deal and just making sort of those, and you know, you know too, like the sort of like those, like the wins within the margins type of things, right. looking at guys, seeing what they do that and trying, trying to like, expand that one thing and flesh it out as much as possible so they've done a really good job with that although I don't know like how sustainable it is because before we were talking before we started recording like you know their numbers one through say seven eight nine it's like they're terrible like it's like they're hitting I think I had like a five something OPS before this series um yeah those 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 players combined but like two through five it's like they have like the highest OPS in the game. So it's like right. they, those like you could expect like those numbers to like go down a little bit because obviously with the, with the 162 game season, you're going to go through some struggles. But like, so if that happens, like the seven, eight, nine, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Right. Like you gotta, you gotta get going. So I don't know how sustainable it is, but I think that just having Cora there, having this whole um, just vibe that he brings to the team and, and being able to communicate with players um, I think that's really helped this team, you know, do well in, in this beginning part of the season. It sounds a little bit familiar to how the A's operate. So I'm wondering if it has a little to do with the transition from Dombrowski to Chaim, Chaim, Chaim Bloom. Chaim Bloom, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, they, like, I mean, and granted, like, he'll, like, they're, they're really into, like, building depth, building, yeah. like, um, you know, as much flexibility, roster flexibility. Like, their they're outfield lineup, like, they – they flip it around every day. Like nobody really plays one position in the outfield. If that makes sense. And that's yeah. like sort of like the complete opposite of like how Dombrowski, when he was like, he was an old school guy. Like he believed in just like, Hey, like I'm going to go out and get this player, get that player. Like he was a guy that could um, sort of like take a team that was like just there and like, just like, and like, but like they needed to get over the hump and then make the trade right. that, you know, or sign the big free agent, like a JD Martinez or a, 
um, you know, or David Price or make the trade for like a Chris Sale to like sort of put it all together and make it, um, you know, it, make it make them a championship team. But what happened in the process was like, you give up Mankata, you give up Kopech, uh, you give up uh, a number of players that, um, that, you know, in the organization that were like huge, huge parts of like, you know, their, their, their roster depth in the minors. So right. I think Boom is sort of trying to take that, um, that LA approach where it's like, you know, cause like, obviously the, um, I forget the guy's name out there. Um, Friedman. The, Friedman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He comes from Tampa. Yeah. Um, from Tampa. And yep. like, so they're into like building like that sort of that roster flexibility, that, that, that minor league depth all the way through the systems. And then now you have like, and then going out and making a big, big splash, like a Mookie when you, when you, when, you, when the time sees fit. So, Right. We'll see how it works out here. You know, I think it's a little bit different here than like necessarily like in LA because, you know, LA is LA is still like laid back vibe type stuff. Like here it's very, very, um, fans get really impatient and they get really uh, toxic. And so, you know, th- that, that building for the long term has to have some, I guess, some success in the short term, right? right? Too right. for for fans to, to, to keep engaged because if they, if they ran that team out there last year that they had this year, oh my gosh, like it was terrible. When they dropped the first three games to the Orioles, they, they went 0-3 in the first three games. The city was livid. So <laughs> um, it can't be like a, it can't be like a Philadelphia Phillies, you know, excuse me, Philadelphia 76ers, like Process. Sam Tank right. job, like kind of thing. It has to be like you're building towards something, but like you're, you're still having some success. Right. It reminds me a little bit of the Giants, not to bring too many teams into the conversation, but the Giants, Giants fans, they have trouble seeing the vision of, you know, there's right now the, they're creating depth and Farhan's creating depth. It's in the same, you know, he comes from the Dodgers. He, mm-hmm. he comes from the A's. So there's a, there's that similar ideology, but mm-hmm. they are used to having a traditional way that teams are built and traditional skill sets. And now it's, you can see them from the A's perspective, not being able to see, very clearly um, how the modern vision is being implemented on that team. And they're getting impatient. Like, when are we going to get a Mookie? When are we going to get a big name guy that's going to take us over the edge? And it's like, you have to, you have to look at the, it's a process. It's it's Sixers. So, and there's, it's similar ish to the the Red Sox where fans get super impatient, even though you. Oh yeah. I remember they love, they love the giants out there. Yeah. And ACE fans, uh, I mean, it's a completely different set of priorities. They just want to see someone stick around. But the I- ideology is sort of, sort of similar. I don't know if they are able to create the same kind of – or have been able to create the same kind of depth that the Rays have created and the Dodgers have created. But Everybody throws 100 on the Rays. It's like, how do they find these people? It's like, I know. how – like, where do they come from? Like, and why doesn't anybody else get them? Like, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, the A's are playing the Rays this weekend – uh, this weekend, yeah, <laughs> the A's are playing the the Rays this weekend, and they they're facing uh, Glass now and uh, Shane McClanahan both mm-hmm. for a second time in the last few weeks. And it's just like, where did the Shane McClanahan come from? How do you how do you find? He throws like a hundred lefty. Throws like hundred and one. Yeah, he's the was the first lefty to throw hundred one or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that's the exact stat, but something to that effect. And it was it was a. Uh, I saw it in real time and I was just like, where are these, where are the Rays just pluck, uh, plucking these guys from? They, they have a, they have them on tap. It's crazy. I have no idea. Like they do an excellent job of like, 
if I, I think they, they're like the best at like saying like, okay, like you throw this, just throw that pitch, right? right. Like just, just throw your fastball. Like I think with Glasnow, it's like, like he's not like really like a command guy. Right. But like, so like when he was with the Pirates, they were like, hey, like you need to like hit on, like you need to throw on the corners, you know, just like sort of nibble, nibble, nibble. And then he got to the race, like, dude, like you throw freaking a hundred miles an hour, like just throw it down the middle. And then, like, just have it work off your curveball. And, like, that just opened up a completely different, uh, like, a realm of baseball for me. Because I think even the, um, like, with the Red Sox, like, the, their closer, Matt Barnes, brought up a good stat. He said that the information system came, like, their analytics team came to say, like, dude, like, you know when you throw 92% of the pitches, like, down the middle with your stuff, like, 92%, not, no, excuse me, when you throw your stuff down the middle, 92% of the time, like, you come out on top. Like, it's not... Hmm. Like they don't hit it hmm. and be down the middle. So it's like, just stop trying to like hit the corners, hit the inside corners, stop trying to like hit low and away and just throw your pitches. And hmm. like, he's had, he's had so much success this year with just that information. So I think like teams like the Rays and obviously like Bloom came for the Rays, like they do an excellent job of like blending that, that analytics realm and then just looking at the player and his stuff and saying, okay, how can we get him to be the best version of himself? Right. So, yeah, I, I, I think, like, I, I love watching Rays because it's, like... Yeah, same. It, it's fascinating. There's no team that doesn't like them either. They, they're just living on the edge consistently. Like, they, there's no attachment to any player. Always. Just, always. Like, we're just going to get everything out of this particular moment, and then you're going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, although, like, I wasn't a fan of, like, the taking Blake Snell out kind of thing. Right. But, like, just, like, just, like, the way, like, they just, like shove it to the rest of the league and say like hey like like we found these guys for a penny and how come the Yankees aren't how come you know the I mean guess the Dodgers are but like to an extent like I just think the Rangers do a job a good job of like taking players that just I mean have nothing then like just turning them into something so it's like that clearly says something about their developmental process that I haven't seen a lot of teams right and the A's I mean, it's a completely – everyone likes to compare the A's and the Rays with each other because they're both low payroll and they both, uh, you know, don't grow attached to any particular player. They don't hand out legacy contracts or anything like that. But they are pretty different in terms of how they deploy their players. Like, the A's are pretty traditional. They like to have a starter go six innings if they can. They like to have mm-hmm. a pretty traditional bullpen. But they do this similar thing where they are very good at looking under the hood, like you were saying. Yeah. Like uh, Cole Irvin, he came from the Phillies and was completely torn down confidence-wise. They were telling him to do a lot of things that he just wasn't comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. And he moved to the other side of the rubber and it changed everything about how he, his confidence and what he was throwing. Yeah. It's amazing how that stuff works. And I think that like they just have like a blueprint that I don't, just their, their their development of players is like um, really good. Cause like something what I noticed with the A's is like when a player is doing well, it's, Oh man, it's like, Oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. But then when they start to struggle sometimes, mm-hmm. I think the A's have issues like getting that guy back on track. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like getting that guy to where he needs to be again. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if it's part of their development or, or, or what, but I think the Rays do the job of like, of just of pulling whatever you have in you out of you, um, if that makes sense. Like, pulling, like, the, all the success that you have in you out and, and saying, like, hey, like I said, like, you do this well. Just right. stick to this. Don't worry about anything else. So um, that's, all, that's always been my one, like, I guess, critique of the A's in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's, like, sometimes, like, they 
I think that like it's like sometimes it's not the player that necessarily I think I think Draymond Green said that when when he was talking about like like players figuring it out and mm. you know what I mean like yeah sometimes it's the organization right right like when he's talking about like Marquise Chris or something yeah like yeah. sometimes it's, it's like the situation in the organization it's not always like it's not always a player like oh he can't figure it out it's like nah well you know maybe there's something going on with this developmental process that you guys are trying to or, or not trying to implement that, that's, that's not bringing the best out. Of them. So I think the Rays, it's like, they, they do a really, really good job of like, just, just developing. And, and yeah. if you're, if you're good, like it'll, it'll, it'll come out in some way. Yeah. And they also don't hold on to any of that for too long so that they don't, yeah. they don't have to worry too much about maintaining the development. You know, once they get what they want out of a player, they don't wait till the later arbitration years to, keep figuring it out they go on they move on to the next the next thing yeah now that A's are gonna see 101 lefty today like, yeah <laughs> it's uh it's fun to watch the, the I love watching A's Rays series it's it's yeah. uh it's been super tense like yesterday's game was I mean Rich Hill is not um Tyler Glass now but he's still yeah. uh they are able to get something interesting out of him and same with yeah. Charlie Morton and, and all that yeah. um so you covered the A's <laughs> and obviously you you know uh you have some opinions on how they, they run the team. I am wondering when you first were, when you first started covering the team, uh, it was about when Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, mm-hmm. Ramon Laureano, all those guys were starting to come up. Uh, what were your impressions of the core that they have now in the, uh, sort of amid this stretch of success? What, what do you think about how far they've come and what were your impressions of them first uh, when you first saw them? Um, I, I mean, I thought they were, to be honest, like Matt surprised me a little bit with the, with the bat. Um, Chapman. Yeah, I mean, oh, Matt mm-hmm. Chapman. Yeah. Um, like, cause like I thought he was like obviously he has he, you see his glove, but then like the bat was like uh, I don't know if this kid could sort of I don't know if he can sort of like bang for lack of a better word the way like mm-hmm. you know people maybe think he can, but that season that year I think he hit like two seventy eight. And um, yeah. like, I think that was his, like his best, his rookie year is, yeah, it was like sort of like his best year at the plate. And granted, like he's like struggling now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still struggling a little bit, right? Like yeah. he's still, I'm like. He's, it's off the hip surgery. I think there's a little bit of like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, but, but that's not necessarily like a player I would worry about. It's like, okay, he's going to get to his numbers. And if he gives you 250 with 30 bombs and 30, 35 bombs and, you know, I guess um 20 you know I guess more than I don't, I don't know I mean, but like plus defense that's yeah that, that's a that's a plus for the team that's a that's an all-star in a sense so it's right. like um and the same thing with like the Matt Olsen like I, I you know I, I I was actually enamored with his bat first but then I'm like dang this dude is a really good fielder right mm-hmm. like he probably he's probably just as good or just right a tick below you know Matt at at at, uh, at third base. And the only reason why I would say that is because there's so much more Matt necessarily has to do at third base, and so much ground he has to cover. And right. when when Simeon was there, like he was basically like the shortstop. Like yeah, it's just let's yeah. just say like it's, the way it's, they it's like, true. Yeah, Simeon was positioned up the middle. Matt played deep, and like all the balls ranging to, to Matt's left, he was getting where Simeon didn't necessarily have to go to his backhand. Right. right. So like. So like, there's a lot of responsibility there, and just the way he dominated the game, um, like, and the way, I just loved watching him because because he just dominated the game so much in defense in a way that I've never seen. 
Um, and that, that goes to show that like, you know, that's a, that's a star in, in this league. It's an all-star. And obviously he's been an all-star before. Matt, the same thing. I think he's on his way to being an all-star. Um, okay. I, th- I think that, I think the core, in, in, including Ramon Liriano, I think that's, that they have, they have, you know, lived up to, to what they're supposed to be. Now the pieces necessary around them, you know, we can get to that and then, you know, getting over the playoff hump, that's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think these players are, you know, sort of what we thought they would be. And I think they have more in them yeah. um, as they, as they, you know, progress and in, in, into, into, um, and go through the growth, go throughout, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of the season. But I, I think they've, they, they have done an excellent job of, of, um, of, of just, of just staying the course and, and, and turning to the players and, and stars in this league that, that are needed. Now let's see if the A's can keep them. That's a, that's a, that's a different story though. So, yeah. That's always, uh, that's always how the conversation goes is, Oh, they're doing really great. Okay. Well, are they going to stay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will we see them in a few years? I mean, with, yeah. with Chapman's defense, I think the most evident uh, example of how much impact it has was during the playoffs when he was out last year. Oh yeah. And I got grilled for saying this for some reason on Twitter, but I was like, I, I, I have to imagine that the Astros series doesn't get out of hand if Chapman is playing third base. And obviously everyone's like, okay, well, he's not going to stop all the home runs. It's not that simple. Like yeah. there was so many little ground balls up the middle, little choppers that went over through the holes yeah. in the infield that put the players on base to uh, give the Astros, you know, three run home run, two run home run. Right. And it's how, it's how they got to the homer. Right. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, how, how, do, like, it's how the like, inning wow. extends. Like, like, like this like, inning is over before yeah. Chapman's there. It's like context matters in this sense, right? And like that's 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 the thing that kind of gets me about like this this whole like idea of, of um oh you can win by the home run kind of thing. It's like sure, absolutely you need a slug to win, but like let's let's take account for like how that homer happened. Like is it right. this guy fell off a tough pitch? Did the person before him, you know, get a single up the middle to put him on base like how did you get there so like in your in your and what you're saying it's like yeah like this this inning would have been over like we would have been right. back in a dugout right now like this wouldn't have happened um, right it, it's it's almost like a like a, a he kind of reminds me of like a, like like of like a just a dominant like cornerback back right like a like mm-hmm. a it's like in his prime it's like Revis Island it's like Chapman Island right it's like yeah yeah you don't want to hit anything over there because it's going to be caught or like you don't want to throw over there because you're not going to it's not going to be successful you know pass whatever like that so right it's, it's, it's you're like, eliminating like, a pit you're you're eliminating a uh a play yeah you're, you're, you're eliminating a part of the field right yep. like it's like and that that extends towards shortstop and then if you're playing at a state it extends towards the dugout and like exactly the, you know the the nets and all that stuff so it's, yeah. it's like you, you're essentially that that's that 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 encapsulates or it, it collects like a ton of outs so right um you know that was an argument argument I always have like jackie bradley jr is like yeah he struggles at the plate but like this dude saves so many runs like it's 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 like but like yeah he's he's allowing in runs but like he's saving so many of them so yeah. like now you add in somebody like matt chapman who who can actually has the power who, who has the power and can actually is, is a better hitter than a Jackie Bradley Jr. That's a, that's a, you know, uh, that's an all-star, right? That's a, that's a person that you look back in his career. And if he were to stay with the A's, that's probably somebody that should maybe have his Jersey retired kind of thing. So, right. Um, you know, it's just, it's just how you look at the game. It's not always just like, Oh, he bats two forty, two 
you know, yeah, uh, he strikes out this many, many times. Like, yeah, but, like, look at the value he's bringing to this team. Right. And the same thing with Matt Olson. Like, I've never seen a person just maneuver around first base the way he does, how, how nimble he is with his feet. And it's just, it's like, he's a dude 6'4", like 225, and, and just moving like a ballerina. It's, it's wild. He, yeah, he – I'm trying to think if – this is just a skewed perspective, but I feel like he turns way more like three, six or three, four, like one double plays oh, uh, yeah. than any like, other first baseman. Oh yeah. I, like, like, like Bobby Dahlbeck who plays, who's naturally a third baseman, but he's playing first base with the Red Sox. He's actually a really good fielder. He did two of them last night. And that was, Matt was the first person that popped in my head. I'm like, yeah. yo, I've never seen a person do that, uh, you know, except for Matt. But now I just saw it one time. It's not to the extent of how Matt does it because Matt just does it. So instinctually. Much instinctually it's fluid you know yep. he's used to the position but like i saw it last night and i immediately went to man like oh crap like this is that that that's that's olsen right there all right yeah. so i i i think i i think i may have mentioned it in the story before but it's it it changes like it, it changes for him to just be like near the first base bag get like a ball to his you know on, on his on his glove side spin and make a throw to second base, like, n- nobody can do that. There are not many first yeah. bases who can do that. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fun to watch. It's just fun to watch those two. And then, and then Ramon, too, obviously, for, for all, the, all the other reasons. And he's, he's, a funny, he's a funny character. He's, he's my favorite post-game quote because he just – he does that thing where I can't tell if he's thinking about what he's saying as he's saying it or if he's prepared it. He's just completely honest. All, always <laughs> honest. Whatever is on his mind – he's gonna say always honest always honest. extremely he honest tries to cover himself from cursing and stuff yeah it's great <laughs> it's great I, I still watch some of them like like i think i'm like oh martin because i see you guys like tweet it i'm like martin send me that what do you say please send me the uh, send me the video and then martin will cut it and send it to me so yeah, yeah. i need to start like posting the video because my the typing it out doesn't do it justice because he, he says it in such a deadpan way that it's just it's it's way funnier when you hear him say it yeah yeah like he just and if you can ask him like the cliche question what was going through your head when this happened if you ask him that you'll probably get a good answer <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's gonna tell you what was going through his head <laughs> exactly like, like, uh... i uh, and then he swore and she's like, yeah, that's, I believe you. That's absolutely what was going through your head. <laughs> um, I think that it's something that you have talked about on Twitter a lot that now I pay a lot more attention to with Ramon, which is uh, his route running in the outfields become a lot, uh, improved a lot. Like that was, yeah. that was something that was maybe not a strength for him when he first came up. Um, yeah. Is that in any A's games that you've, you've seen or, or anything that you've seen him do? Is that something that you think he's improving with? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I remember, I, like, he was, Finn, he was here um, two, year, two years ago. Yeah. And, like, he, he, there's a Xander Bogart's ball that, like, he sort of, like, just misjudged and, like, stepped in on, you know, kind of thing. And, yeah. Like, used to always see it, like, he'll, he would make the play, like, and he would make the highlight reel, and the A's would put it, oh, my gosh, Ramon, the great play. And it's like, oh. <laughs> do all that like the dude ran in like a, a circle before he got there right like but the thing I, I like about Ramon so much and appreciate about him so much is that like he like he works so hard and like he, he figures these things out right he's like okay yeah. like he's he's very self-aware right yes. and he's, he's very very um passionate about the game but like I think his self-awareness of like what he needs to get better at is is sort of is sort of um a special quality of his and then the fact that he can go out and do it right it's like mm. 
it's one thing to like to be able to um do those type of to like have that in the in the in in your back pocket in terms of just being able to to go out there and get involved but it's like it's 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 one thing to say it but then it's another thing to just for you to actually you know go out there and achieve it because it's a hard thing to do like not yeah. a lot of people can improve on that like there are many outfielders out there like i watched justin up in the outfield and i'm like dude this guy can like he came up in the league and he ran he came up shortstop but like they moved him to the outfield and he still looks like he's in his first year in the outfield right hmm. he just doesn't never everything just doesn't look natural hmm. um and he's a person that like really takes like bad routes like this is the guy that probably if you weren't talking about mike trout he'd probably be your center fielder or you know just based on like I know he's older now, but like in his prime, sure. it was probably a guy that you probably wouldn't have in like left or right. Like he probably would be a guy that you want with center field with his type of tools, but he's never really looked natural out there. Um, for Ramon to be able to do that from not looking sort of natural and being able to, um, you know, put that, put everything on the field and lay it on the line where he does and, and play the way he does. I mean, that, that takes a lot. And I don't think there's a, there, there, that should be appreciated. Just the fact that, no, he was able to get better at that because there's a lot of people that can't do that. Um, right. I remember his second year, I think it was, he, he like, he was struggling terrible at the plate. He was horrible. And then I think Bob said something like, I'm not worried about him because it's just, you know, he kind of has it here, right? Like, it's like, yep. it's not a guy like a, I don't, I don't, I don't care, like Sean Mania who, you know, who's can be sometimes like a, get in his head a little bit and, Oh man, like you know, one run can lead to six, seven, you know, in an outing, or and then two bad starts, whatever. And I grant that it's probably bad timing because he almost threw a no hitter last right. night. <laughs> but like the 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 mental fortitude for of, of Ramon just to be able to to say no, I'm gonna do this kind of thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. Like that's that 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 that's the difference between sinking and swimming. A lot of times as a big leaper, and I think that part of his that element of his game, that element of his the mental part hmm. is what's is what's kept him around in the big leagues. I mean, because you remember yep. Dustin Fowler was the guy. Like, that was yeah. the guy they were talking about, right? And then, yep. then Dustin was – I don't think Dustin really had it here. Hmm. Um, but Ramon had it here. And then he kind of has that F you in him too. Um, for lack of a, like, he, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, that, that, that goes a long way. Um, right. So it's not necessarily like a skill thing. It's, it's sort of – he has a skill and he has a talent, obviously. But, like, I think it's more of a, of a, of a, of a mental thing with him, just being able to – you know, get past affairs that he has and being saying no and, and know who he is. Yeah. He'll, he'll have some ugly at bats and ugly stretches from time to time, but you can, I think there's something to be said about obviously his post-game quotes are very funny because they're so honest, but the fact that he's so honest with himself and with us just is, I guess, demonstrates a sense of self-actualization or awareness. Like he's, I remember uh, he had some home run, I think a game winning home run a few weeks ago or something. And it was after a tough stretch. And I think I asked something about, you know, the tough stretch. And he was like, yeah, I forgot to hit for like 14 at-bats or something like that. Like he's, he's yeah. not like in his head. He's, he's kind of just like he's floating above himself or something like that, where he's just like, yeah. I know what I have to do. I know I'm mentally able to do what I need to do. It's just like about, you know, doing it or something. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no uh, concern. There's no real concern in his head that he's trying to suppress. He's just very much like, yeah, I forgot. I just, I guess I forgot. I don't know. Like, I'll be fine. Yeah. He's, yeah. And he's naturally curious. Like, Bob always talks about how he's always, hang, always hanging out in his office asking questions. He's, he's just a he's, – he's very unique. He's a unique yeah. dude. He is. He is. I, that, that's the one person I miss uh, covering the most is, uh, is like, Ramon. Because uh, he's giving me laughs on, on – 
on every day in, in the in the clubhouse. Yeah, he's hilarious. Usually, like yeah. players don't like to talk too much. Obviously, you know, if you're this is back yeah. in normal times when we just hang out in the clubhouse. He, um, I I remember I, I just came up to him to have a conversation. I was like, hey, I don't want to take up too much time. He's like, I don't care. I'm bored. Let's talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he's one of those dudes who's just like. I don't know. He's 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 one of the more f- most fun players to cover for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. I wanna I wanna go back to, quickly to Matt Chapman. You said that you were surprised um, at his ability, offensive abilities at the plate a few years ago. What what about his swing or his approach surprise surprises you, or what do you what what about his approach made it seem like maybe he wouldn't have the year that he had? I mean, like. Even if you go back to, like, look at his, like, and I think Bob talked about it. Like, if you go back and look at his minor league numbers, like, hitting-wise, they were okay. Like, yeah. but they weren't what he is. Like, you know, they, they weren't that, right? And right. so um, he expanded a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think his, his swing seemed, like, a bit, like, like not robotic, but, like, stiff. Mm. And, like, he couldn't get to the inside fastball kind of thing. Um, and, and I think he, he – but he loves like the heater away. I always like he loves yeah. like the, where he can extend his arms and boom. Because he's so strong that he can just, you know, shoot out to right field and for, you know, a hundred and ten, twelve mile an hour laser right. run. Um, but like just kind of like those 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 two things. It just the swing just didn't look like a natural swing, and mm-hmm. I I just didn't know if he would like hit a lot at the big league level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fact of um having Jed Lowry there that year, and it's like yo like a huge part and, and Jed talked about it with him. And I think Matt is a person and see, like, these are the guys I think are successful is because it's like, no, I'm going to figure this out. Right. Like right. that's the reason why going back to Ramon and obviously Chapman to, to a higher degree, um, I think, but like, these are, this is the reason why these guys become all-stars. It's like, because they have this, 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 this mental, you know, will to be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to this point. And, and that we're seeing over here as writers and we don't, we don't know what's in, inside these players. Right. right? Yeah. What makes them tick. Sure. So obviously, you know, I think with him talking with Jess, like Jeff was like, yo, you need to start controlling the strike zone. Like hmm. you can't hit this pitch. You can't hit this pitch. So you need to, you know, minimize your box a little bit and, and swing at pitches that you can do damage on and be more economical in your selection. Um, and if you go back to, I think it was an at bat against um, Justin Verlander, hmm. where and I always talk about this at, at bat with Chapman. It's like he it was nothing but heaters. He was throwing him heaters, and he was like, and he was, and, he, and I think Chapman went 0-2, and and I think Verlander went here outside. Chapman didn't swing that leg, missed like by an inch. Heater outside again. Chapman didn't swing. Heater outside again. Chapman didn't swing. And I'm telling you, like these pitches are missing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the at bat and I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> I think I remember it like very vaguely. And so it's like, and so now he's three, two Hmm. and it's like, it's okay. I have to give this guy something to hit. And so he comes right down the middle with the heater and boom, Chapman hits it for a home run dead dead center field. And that was the first at bat was like, I was like, Oh crap. Like this kid has figured something out. Hmm. Right. It's like, he figured out a way to what, what he can do damage on. And I'm, and I asked him about that. I'm like, yo, like, He's like, bro, I couldn't have hit those pitches. Like, right. you know what I mean? Nah, there's nothing I could have done with that. I could have, even if it was like a borderline strike, you got to, you know, tip your cap to the guy and, and sort of like walk back to the dugout. You sure. know, I, nothing I can do with that, that pitch. But for him to like just to have the ability to know that and just lay off those pitches, like I got to make him come to me a little bit more, even though I'm down 0-2 in the count, that said something about like his pitch selection, his overall, 
you know, growth as a hitter mm-hmm. because Matt, Matt expanded a lot when he first um, yeah. came up in the minors. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that, that element right there, and that was 2018, I mm-hmm. believe. And I was like, oh, crap, like he's, he's figured out a way, he's, he's figured something out. So good for him, man. I, I, I liked all those guys, you know, Olsen and um, Chapman, Loriano, Canna. I liked, I liked they were all um, good people and good to me. So I'm, I'm happy for that they're, that they're seeing some success and obviously that the A's are, um, you know, where we thought they would be after starting 0-7. I think that that's uh, fascinating what you said about Chapman, and it's I guess it's it's in keeping with the the ideology of their A's hitting, which is you have to be able to eliminate pitches, especially in this era where uh, it's when guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. Like the yeah. only counterattack you have is like I have to be able to eliminate these pitches so that I'm looking for something very specific in a specific zone. Right. Otherwise, they're screwed. That's what yeah. they have to do today. Yeah. That's what they have to do tomorrow. There's no choice. Like you have you, the pitching is so good i think jd talked jd martinez talked about it. he's like yo the only person that that um when i came first came up that was throwing 100 was matt chap i mean excuse me not matt araldus chapman like yeah yeah and that was a huge have, deal i was like oh my god look at this guy i can throw 100 yeah and so he said now you have two people on every team yeah we're like yeah you guys are talking about like we're just striking out or walking or you know like you know not putting the ball in play but it's like do you know how hard it is to hit these guys and then so i, I think that that opened up my perspective a little bit more in terms of just being able to, you know, just looking around the league and saying, oh, like there's a Dustin May who's 22 years old. And granted, he just had like Tommy Johnson, 23, 24 years old, whatever he is. And it's like mm-hmm. throwing like 97 mile sinkers that are going like, like, that like, look like, just, I don't know, just look like a leaf going through the wind, but except it's like at 97 miles per hour and it's a strike. And it's like, right. how do you hit that? Right. You like, can't. Like, what do you, what do you do? Right. And, and, and any six, four, six, five, like long limbs coming at you stuff. It's like, whoa, what, like, what is this? Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, and it's, it's even crazier to like watch in person when you're, um, you necessarily can't really see the movement in person, but like from where we sit, but like on TV, when you see like that movement, you're like, Oh crap. So like, yeah, this is what they're talking about. This is yeah. It's part of why I like watching on TV sometimes up in the press box. I can't really, you can see the movement, but not as well. Yeah. But on TV, it's just like, I don't, I don't even know how this is physically possible. Yeah. Um, but, and the other thing you brought up is, is Jed and, and his talking to Chapman. I think that with Matt Olson, that's something that's also um, something that he mentioned is helping him is having Jed around. Because mm-hmm. Olsen, you know, when you look at him, that's a that's a home run hitter. He's going to swing for the fences whenever he's up. But this year, he he looks like he's taking a little bit more of a contact approach at the plate. And, you know, he's they shift him heavily, and he's been able to make some contact on pitches low in the way, low and away, and, and hit it the other way a little bit. Yeah. And if he does that, his average is going to go way up. And yeah. I think that that could be a huge turning point for him as a, as an off, as, as an offensive player. Um, and we asked him, you know, who's, who's been in your ear about, about your approach. And he said, Jed, you know, just watching him hit has changed everything for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, like, I know Jed, like I used to love talking, hitting with Jed. Like he was a person I was, I would go to like, 
you know, even even just like if I was just like not wanting to write something, but just was curious, like right? I yeah. was like, you know, because like I I'm fascinated with like hitting. Like I love, I think on 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 the, the Red Sox, like it's like JD Martinez who loves talking hitting, and like mm-hmm. Alex Verdugo who's like very very they give like very good very good like thoughtful, um, like you know answers. JD's a little bit like more snark, like a little bit like they could be a little bit like all right, bro, like. You know what I mean? It's like he'll he'll blame the media for something and then give you a great answer. It's like, you know what I mean? So but like but like he'll but but like those are the two guys that kind of like give like great answers. But like with the red with the A's, it was like it was always Jed. It was always mm-hmm. like I was like, Hey, what is this this guy think on this? Or like, is it necessary to get your foot down on time? I remember he told me once, he was like, I hate when people say like, Oh, get your front foot down. I'm like, why? He's like because who hits with their front foot up? Like, it's not, like, nobody can do that. It's right. like, you, you, you're after your foot's going to come down. At the, at, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, never, never really, yeah, really, sure. really thought about that. Um, so, um, I mean, like, I don't know if that's true because I still hear uh, hitting coaches, even major league hitting coaches, like, yeah, he's not getting into his base soon enough and all that stuff. But for Jed just to even have that type of perspective and, and think the way he does, it tells you that, like, he's constantly thinking hitting. So, Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's great for this team. I think that's what helped them in 2018, that entire lineup. And I think that's what's helping them now is just, is just seeing Jed, seeing how he works, um, seeing how disciplined he is, how um, like how tedious his work is. I think yeah. that that makes a huge difference. I think Mookie talked about that with JD his first year when JD came over here in 2018, the same year um, 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 he won the MVP, uh, mm-hmm. Mookie, and he was in Oakland actually when the Red Sox are playing the A's and I was like, you know, what's changed this year? And this was in the beginning of the year. He's like, Oh, absolutely. I think JD having JD there and, you know, being able to talk hitting in with him and being in the same group as him hitting, that's sort of unlocked something for me. Um, hmm. and, uh, it's, it's, it's real with like those players that are not necessarily managers um, or hitting coaches, but are teammates um, can do for you when they just have like a different perspective as a as a teammate. I think that goes a long way, particularly with somebody with teeth in a game like Jed, who's who's, yeah. who's a bit older, veteran. Yeah, it's it's a cliche when they say like having veteran presence is helping, but that's what they mean by that. Yeah. Like they, yeah, yeah. they're getting hitting instruction from someone like Jed, who is probably not the worst guy to have around when it comes to that. Right. Um, right. Let's finish up with. Um, just a, a look at the series coming up because the A's are going to Fenway. I won't be going to Fenway, and I'm kind of bummed about it because I, I miss traveling too. Uh, oh, but um, you, I know, I, I, I know, I, I miss. I, I haven't, I haven't been able to like get a full season of travel, and it's bumming me out right now. And it's just like, oh, I could have gone to Fenway in a normal time. That that would have been nice. But um, yeah, what do you think well, about you'll, you'll how full capacity though? You what? Full capacity will be. It's when, when it's full capacity, it'll, you'll, it'll be better. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. I'll be able to yeah. be there soon. I've been to Yankee Stadium in, in full capacity, and that was that was insane. Um, yeah. So, how do you th- how do you think the uh, Red Sox and the A's match up? I, I think they're like kind of similar. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Like, you got. I mean, apparently, I think that the A's have a have more established stars with like Bogarts and Martinez and those guys. And I think Devers and, and um, Verdugo are sort of like, 
or like at least Devers are sort of in like the same um, realm with like a Chapman or an Olsen where they're trying to, you know, like a grand Olsen, Chapman's already been a big, uh, an all-star, but I think they're trying to get to that like household name type of yeah. thing. And both have each have each of the talent, but I think they sort of stack up the same. I mean, I mean, similarly, uh, I think the Red Sox have done a good job of producing runs, but like, as we talked about, like, it's not coming from, it's coming from like one center of the lineup, right? Yep. Which is the, the middle of the order. Sympathies. Uh, yeah. And so like, and, and, and they've had contributions from people that we didn't think from, you know, Nick Pavetta to, um, you know, even a Martin Perez who goes out there and give you, you know, three, uh, five solid innings, even though he might give up three, four runs. Um, that's, that's valuable in a sense, with it, especially with this offense that can, you know, pit the, you know, score runs in bunches. So, I think it's going to make for an interesting series. I'm excited to see it because it's like, it's like two, two teams that I've covered or I'm yeah. covering one now. And, and then I used to cover that team and it will be exciting to see those players um, up and up close in person. Um, again, be exciting to see Matt Chapman at third base, you know, going yeah. through pregame routines and all that stuff. Um, but I, I, as a collectively, I think they both have great managers. Um, I think the, the A's have done a great job of like weathering what we thought was like a tsunami at the time. Like it was like, I was 0 and seven start to, you know, 13 in a row. It's, yeah, that's pretty, that, that, that's, that's pretty like a, a tale of two seasons and just, you know, yeah. 20 games or so. So they weren't concerned at all. They're like, I don't know why you guys are worried about that. We haven't yeah. won a game yet. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that, that, that these teams, you know, it's going to be, it's going to make for an interesting series, particularly on the, uh, the offensive side, because, you know, I think these two, they, 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 they both do a really good job of, of, of of producing runs and, 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 you know, and, and putting the ball in play when they need to. So um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think just, 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 just watching those teams, those two teams go at it. I think so too. I'm excited. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun week of baseball. Thank you so much for, for joining Julian. It's, it's been fun chatting everything with you. Always Shannon. Appreciate you having me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Julian McWilliams for joining the show. You can follow my A's coverage all season long at the San Jose Mercury News and on Twitter at Shayna Rubin. Till next time.